Are you ready? I suppose. I'm on. Are, are you on? I'm on. Do you, do you just have like some magical... I have like one of those woo, woo, woo in my mind. <laughs> Is that what you have? That's called it's alcoholism, on. by the way. Hey! It's <laughs> called definitely being it a little, little on the sippy, sippy there. All right, all, all disheveled bunch of you. Are you guys ready to do a show? Yeah. All right, let's do a show. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. I got panties. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion. Recording live from the Threshold Love Lab. Are you smelling those panties? Yep. (laughs) That's from a girl. In North Hollywood, California, Mm. in front of our perverted studio audience. Hello, lovely perverts. Hello. (laughs) I'm Kathy. I am Count Boogie, and, and then we got a bunch of other people here, and it's it's nice because there's now more women here than men. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a very pretty audience. It's, it's, it's much, much prettier than it was last week <laughs> when we had that fucking Uncle Creepy. I love Creepy. When Creepy is here, everything is better. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. You do not know how no that is. It's lovely when he's here. You do not have any fucking... I'll save it. What did you do this weekend, young lady? Well, I like to... Wait a minute. Is that Unger over there? Wait, who? Unger, 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 Unger. No, it's actually not. <laughs> It doesn't look like Unger. Unfortunately, not Unger tonight. <laughs> it's fucking sticks. What did you do to Unger? I did nothing. I was just literally, I'm like, he, he shows up and he's like, I'm not really feeling good. And I'm like, okay, you know, just hang in there. And he just has this kind of blank stare. I mean, but you can't tell because he's got like the emotional arc of a fucking, you know, a turnip. Yeah. You know, he just doesn't have it. He's just like either like happy Unger is like, yay. And like sad Unger is like, boo. You know, there's not. So I don't really know. And then he's just all of a sudden he's standing in the doorway. He comes in. I'm all right, man. I'm downloading the thing, but you can get on and whatever. And he's just standing there. Hasn't actually entered the love lab. And I'm like, so yeah, just just give it a minute, Unger. And then he looks at me and... Unger, 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 Unger. And I'm like, dude, go home. <laughs> He's all... Unger. His emotional arc did not change. I feel sick. I'm like, oh my God. Go home, he's all, I think I'm going to be sick, sick. He and I go, go home. Yeah, he was he bad. And so you just grabbed, Sticks walks in, I'm here to be in the audience. You're, congratulations, Sticks. you're going to be the moderator. You're, you're Stick Unger. <laughs> <laughs> so if Unger is actually, uh, you know, in the chat room, has he made, has he made the chat room, Sticks? I don't believe so. He is probably busy vomiting right <laughs> now. He is busy, just, he's right over the toilet right now, just all. Unger, 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 Unger. Blah! I made that today. I <laughs> March is doubled over laugh. <laughs> yeah, you, you killed Mark. I wish 
so bad he would have been here to hear this. Oh, he would have loved Lord. it. He wouldn't have been able to tell, but he would have loved it. He did a great segment. So, Unger, uh, if you are listening, God damn it, feel better and get back in here. Not that we don't love sticks, but he just looks... He just looks kind of lonely, kind of scared and lonely. He's like, I wanted to sit with the people tonight. Well, the, I'm, I'm all the way over here in the opposite corner of the room. <laughs> you are. Well, then you can smell. He's all, I didn't sign up for this. So are there people in the chat room not Unger? Uh, yeah, we've got, uh, I want to say, five or six that are not myself or Mark. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lazarus, Ace of Crafts, yeah, some regulars. Some regulars. All right. Well, good. Uh, well, we're going to, should we just ask the chat room question and not play the jingle? Not play the jingle. Okay. Ah, what, was, what the jingle? What we jingle? Even uh, he's not here. He's not potato mayhem He's yet. not Jesus. No, what? But we're sticking with potato mayhem. <sighs> okay. What did you do this weekend? Oh, not much. Did you hang out with... <laughs> no! As appetizing as that sounds. What did you do no, this weekend? I uh, nothing. I had a good time. Just I came here to the club. Surprising. I wasn't I'm like, even why, I'm like, why the hell are you... And then I go, oh, Creative Explorers here. Yeah, of course. I mean, why would I come otherwise? Right. No, I'm kidding. No, I am taking a kind of a break from the club because we're, you know, we're no longer on the board. But um, if I have friends that are going to be here and uh, there were quite a few of my friends here so i decided that's a good night to come so i had a good time but um so you guys all getting like kind of all little, little grabby grabby on grabby Creative grabby Explorer. with carrie i was all yeah like, i saw I, that I, I, a lot of yes getting a little and here's the issue now creative explorer and i and carrie have all been playing together right i mean he plays with her and then i kind of you know cuddle her every once in a while and uh, we're trying to uh, we're having a bit of a problem trying to figure out how to all three of us play together because as I may have said on the show, usually when I'm with women, I like to top them. I don't. Right. I don't normally like being on the bottom with a woman, unless you know she's a total leather dyke, which is like my sweet spot. Right. Then I'll do anything you <laughs> <Yeah>. say. <laughs> this would be drip. <laughs> so um, when I'm with her, just hanging out with her, I'm just totally topping her and telling her what to do, and she's loving it, and we're having a good time. When I'm with Creative Explorer, I'm I'm totally submitting to him. And But when we're together, I'm like, my head is spinning. I don't know which way to turn. Do I top carry? Do I submit to him? And right. we're trying to find the, the right formula. I'm not sure that it's going to work with the three of us, but I'll keep an open mind. Um, she made some suggestions, but honestly, I find it hard to switch back and forth quickly. Have you tried? Because, like, Bunny now, is, is she really likes topping girls, and, and so she's learning how to top girls. So kind of the dynamic that she enjoys is kind of like with me, I'm still the daddy and I'm kind of telling her I'm not necessarily move by move, but I'm kind of instructing her. I'm like, I want you to do this and here's your selection of toys. And so I'm kind of able to still be the daddy and still be in charge of her while she tops somebody else. So she's able to have that dynamic. I guess I don't have a lot of barriers and so we kind of tried that where he would say kathy now go and you know tie her hold her hands behind her back or something and you tell me to go hold a woman's hands behind her back i don't want to just stop with that i want to keep going can i reach around can i fondle her breast can Can i grab her hair can i pull her head back and it's quite a a, it's a quite a difficult thing to so it actually feels restraining can you have like a whole like 
three suggestions thing, you know, because, you know, that's like a thing. Give me a, give me a couple suggestions and I'll pick one. Like, could it be like something at, eh, you know, can I pull her hair, bite her or this? And well, he would and say. Here's, here's the thing that if, if I were just bottoming to Creative Explorer, we would have no problem. But right. part of why our dynamic works so well is because I, I really do give 100% control to him right. and he can do whatever he wants. Sure. And the few times where we've played and that line starts to get blurred or he starts to feel like he's having to ask for permission or I, I start to feel like um, he's not taking control and it really it messes up our dynamic. Right. So they're, they're, then I'm bottoming to him. I'm no longer submitting to him. And so that messes up. And I'm not. It, I, I may be saying this as if this is a big deal. Sure. We'll we'll figure something yeah, out. I mean, all three very patient people. Could you make a, a list ahead of time of like these are the things that I like to do? Could you choose this list, mark it off, and hand it to me? And then you have an actual instruction sheet from him that also includes a number of the things that you love to do. So you can still feel you are following his instructions, but it's a more dynamic list. I doubt, but you know as. As totally logical and Mr. Spock as as Creative Explorer can be, he does do a lot of stuff just off the cuff. Right. And so I don't know that that might work, but that is a good suggestion. That's the thing. I I definitely think that there are answers, and uh, I hope you get them. Uh, I am a very, very dedicated, stop smelling those panties. I'm a very dedicated kinkster, and I'm sure I will find a way. Get those panties away from that mic muff. Hmm. Oh. Well, you know, Mark, soon to be Mew. Um, yeah, I didn't tell you about I don't that. Like that. I know. I know. We're gonna do a. We're gonna do an avatar soul transfer of her name, though. She will be going from Mark to Mew, which is a, an incredible legendary Pokemon character. Anything to just get that name off of there. I know it's all for the It is all. I, I'm not telling you it's not, but I have had a number of people that it's it's kind of true. It's a funny joke, but people aren't going to let you know when they tune out. And so uh, it's kind of it's true. A lot of people think Mark's a guy until they listen to a few episodes and then they find out that Mark's a female and that Mark means Mark like bruise marks. And it was a joke that I said in the beginning when we started the show 107 episodes ago. And I'm like, ah, you'll be Mark. Why not? You need a name. You'll be Mark. Ha ha ha. And then I thought it would help me deal with my, um, you know, kind of like, you know, those like little homophobic feelings you have. And you're like, yeah, fuck people, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, probably by about show 17 it really started to annoy me that i because you can't when you're dealing about promoting a show i can't use mark's name because it'll i mean i can but then people will think that i'm talking about a dude and the the het dudes that are like me that want to listen to the show will think that it's, it's just a whole thing and they won't they'll just not listen and those are some of the guys as fucked up and insecure as me that need the show. So I have a conflict with it. I don't like it. It's it's I like see what you're I don't from, like I picturing mean. my girlfriend in a, a masculine way. It was funny for like eighty episodes, and uh, and she's flexing her muscles and, right and, now. <laughs> and when I taught, whenever I write descriptions, because it's true. I mean, we're all in this room. You guys are all liberal and het flexible and and whatever. But to somebody who is not into dudes, and I am not into dudes, I would not listen to a show if 
people were to, you know, hey, I was fucking my guy in the ass or, you know, I'm putting things in Mark's ass and whatever. And when you write descriptions of the show, you know, I can't write without somehow mentioning that Mark is a biologically correct female, you know, which is stupid. That, you know, so I'm just, I'm sick of it. Okay. So, I mean, it's like, you can call it my insecurities. I'm totally okay with owning that. I'm going to call it your insecurity. You can call it anything, but I would just like to not think about this anymore and not have certain people just turn off when we're desperate for listeners anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do a soul turn. So now Mew... And she doesn't like it either. She likes the name. She's used to the name. People are used to calling it, and I understand that. But it's, it's been a, a huge inconvenience for me personally. I understand, but and I it, think you should bow to my you, whims. But I'll tell you what: I'm going to make this all up to you. How? Right now? Oh, you could tell me a story. I'm going to make this all up to you right now, and maybe you'll feel a little sympathy towards my conflicts and my you I know doubt my it, things. But okay. I'll give it a try. <sighs> this was a great weekend. With Mark Mew and Bunny. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have our, whatever we call this, our polydynamic, whatever relationship, love fest. So this entire weekend uh, was just, it was just a great, a great weekend. You know, Bunny got here on Friday night, so we just had all this fucking horny sex and then Saturday was all sex, and it was just dirty and nasty and, and just fun. And, and, you know, and then Sunday there was sex in the mornings, and it was just sex, sex, sex. And just a, literally a great, the Viagra was fucking working on all cylinders, man, and I don't come. So that's how I stay horny, you know. It's just I'm in that, and they're like, help me, and, you know, and it's great. I've heard them screaming. And so they have, you know, a billion orgasms. I feel like a fucking god, but I haven't fucking had an orgasm, and so I might be a little pent up. So it's the end of soap. They're having the soap party, the social of age players party that they have here at Threshold. And, uh, and so, you know... Bunny and I are playing, and, you know, she's dragging the colors and, you know, all the little stuff that we do and dragging her around on a chair and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's real cute. And then afterwards, Creepy's going to help me um, download some programs so that I can get the 360 camera working and all this stuff that we're going to do for the podcast. It's going to be so much fun. And so it was great. I mean, he was, you know, they did the whole party. He works that party. And then afterwards, he sat for like an hour and just, you know, it really helped. So it was very supportive. Creepy's a very big supporter of the show. And, and uh, so that's great. So he's like, I'm just going to dig into this. And okay. And so Bunny's sitting there patiently. And she's got to kind of go home. She's been here all weekend. And she's like, well, can I, you know, maybe have a little cuddle time before I leave? And I'm, and I'm looking. I'm like, okay. And I'm doing the thing with, you know, we're downloading with Creepy. And Creepy's like, go boner. And I'm like, ha, ah, that's cute. Ha, ah, I'm going to give her some cuddles and then leave. So we come into the room. And, uh, you know, because he's, you know, everyone's locked up and fucking program hell, which takes hours. So we cuddle. We're cuddling. She's going to leave. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm realizing all this tension, you know. And I'm like, you know, I, I haven't fucking come in like five, six days. And she's all, I want you to come inside me. Oh, my God. Please, no. <laughs> and at that point, I'm kind of like, all right. You know, I'm like... 
you know, it's that thing. She's going to leave, so I'm not going to, because it fucks with my head if I come. And then all of a sudden, I'm not as attentive to my girls, because now all the demons are in my fucking head, and my testosterone's dropped, and I'm like, meh. So, but I'm like, she's leaving. I'm going to be by myself. It's getting later at night. This is the time. You know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to fucking nut inside this girl and give her what she asked for. God damn it, because I'm a giver. So... I, I I have her get in the daddy take me now position, which is, you know, a great position on her hands and knees where I want her. And I've just worked. Okay, I got it. And all of a sudden, I'm like really horny because when, when you jerk off at night, it takes 45 seconds because I don't give a fuck about nobody. Right. I don't hold out for nothing. And shouldn't, shouldn't – let me interject here. Shouldn't yeah. you tell the audience that you guys – the amount of testing you guys do – Yes, we're all tested, and I've had a vasectomy, so no one's getting pregnant. And so, yes, we're, we, we all go together, and okay. it's great for old man bringing two young women to the clinic. I look like their father. Actually, someone yesterday said Happy Father's Day to me when I had the two girls at the 99 cent store. And, and fucking Mark, oh, soon to be Mew, almost fucking shit her pants. It was so funny to her. So anyway, so now I'm behind Bunny, and I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm going to do this, and I enter her. And all of it, I swear to God, like, just we start going, blah, 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 you know, give her a Hitachi to kind of, you know, I figure this is the pattern's going to go. But I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm in that masturbation mode, which I'm never with with the girls. And so I'm like, God, I could come really quick. And she has to go. And I'm, and so it starts to build, you know, and, and my orgasms don't feel like much. So when I say build, it's not like a fucking superior build. It's just like, okay, you're going to come. And then you come and you're like, eh, eh, well, that was great. Yeah, yeah whatever. Get a bag of Cheetos. Um, so, wow. but it starts to build and it's been this giant build. So I know, oh my God, I'm just going to fucking ruin her. <laughs> so, so it's coming and she's like, yeah, daddy, do it. And I'm just like, ah, oh, and I'm right there. And I fucking, I swear to God, you hit that moment, you know, where you hit, you know, you're in it. You're like, you've caught the fucking wave and now you're going down the wave, and I actually feel my junk start to pulse and 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 kind of the squirts happening, and it as it's fucking just coming out. Boogie, I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go now. No. Uncle Creepy. Oh. Knocks on my door, literally. At the entrance of my squirting of fucking cum in my chick. And everything freezes. And just, I'm like, ah! No feeling at that point. I just feel my penis trying to somehow suck the cum back. Like, no! 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 And I'm like, ah! Okay! And it's just, and I can feel it like now dripping. And I'm like trying to just somehow recover. And then again... Yeah, Boogie, um, we're going to do that program, and then I'm going to have you text me, and then we're going to get fucking creepy, the guy who fucking shoves his fucking giant fat man titties in our face, is now joining my ejaculation. And I'm just like, okay, creepy. Oh, you know there's no coming back from that. And, and Bunny starts, uh, shot. starts laughing so hard. Like and I could just feel her going <laughs> around and it's squishing my fucking wasted fucking seed everywhere. Oh, poor creepy. 
More creepy. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. What? He didn't know, poor Six guy. Six days of just molestation and joy and whatever just ended. Oh. At what? <laughs> I feel really bad adding on to uh, Boogie's ruined orgasm, but I mean, it is kind of, um, I mean, I, I guess uh, um, the thing I wanted to get back to is when you were saying, you know, changing her name is the big issue too. Like the fact that you, you want to have a crazy experience like the one you just described and, you know, it's like you kind of want people to know that you're having this amazing sex, <laughs> you know, and like, and it's with women. Um, I don't really think there's any shame in that. Um, I wouldn't call that insecurity. Um, I, I know I, I hold back on that too. Cause I, I have relationships that are pretty private and I'm not always having the time to write long fed articles about it or describe all the great sex I'm having. Cause I'm too busy having it. Sure. <laughs> you know? So that's a, a good thing too. So, um, and I don't think your 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 male audience necessarily does want to picture you know you doing things that you're not authentically into, and it probably would be kind of offensive to you to think of you know people are visioning Mark as as a hot guy when you're you know you know, and I'm sure lots of people love that. There's plenty of you people know? Under, there's no there's, harm and in I'm that. sure Mark loves it. That's totally fine, but it's not you and yeah, you know, creepy yeah, rubbing yeah. his nipples and knocking on your door is probably not the image you want. That was that. That's where I just drew. That was pretty much the catalyst. Wait, that. does he and did putting he his know? nuts on your? Oh, I called him. <laughs> I call. I literally pulled out, and it was just like the. And she's just laughing, just with paper towels between her legs, and and I call him, and I'm all, I hate you. <laughs> like I thought he was a half hour into that goddamn thing, and he's just like, "Well, I'm just gonna go," and 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 he and he starts laughing, <laughs> like in his sick, does. sadistic, fucking <laughs> creepy way. He's all, the fact that you were coming inside of Bunny is super hot. The fact that I ruined you coming inside of Bunny, I'm going to masturbate to for a <laughs> month. It's going in my fucking spank bank. FedLife.com. Bruises and bondage and pussies and dongs. FedLife.com. Consensual, safe, and sane-ish. So this time we're talking about Lifestyle Beats, who wrote a post called On Nurturing Submission. And he says, the easiest thing to feel accomplished about as a dominant is acquiring skills. If it requires equipment, then a little persistence, practice, and a pool of willing trainees will surely lead to some self-proclaimed degree of mastery. Nurturing a submissive is an entirely different and graduate level skill. Misinterpret feelings of incompleteness as being bratted, and that path of communication with your sub may shut down forever. Overlook a microscopic task to you that was an hours-long effort by them, and it may take months to heal that scar. Submissives are fragile. They may take a beating like a comic character or an ass-fucking until they pass out. But those strengths, like your dominant skills, are easily acquired by a submissive seeking to hone their craft and be the perfect partner for you. I had a lot of mixed feelings about this. Uh, I liked it. I mean, I totally... The idea... Of being cognizant and aware of all aspects of what the other person in your dynamic is doing, the attention that they're spending on you, if it's a DS dynamic and they're submitting to you, the amount of energy that they're putting into you. Uh, the, he talked about like the little things, you know, like it might not seem like a big deal to you, but they put a lot of effort in this and you not acknowledging that can cause um, 
obviously some negative feelings that you're not appreciating them or, or you're not paying attention to that. Yeah. And so uh, I really enjoyed uh, that stepping back and looking beyond yourself because there are a number of dominants that um, both male, female, doesn't matter, um, that kind of get wrapped up in that I'm the dominant so I can kind of do no wrong. You know, because obviously this is what I want you to do. And because you're just a, you know, a submissive that you should, you know, this is what you want, right? This is everything you want is to submit. And that's not really how it works. No. And I think I, I, I really like how he, he's, he's talking about the difference between acquiring a skill with a flogger or a paddle or a violet wand or whatever you're using that might give someone a false sense of domininess. Mm-hmm. I have all these skills. I can do all these things. And don't don't get me wrong, having those skills is very important if you're going to be using those implements. Uh, but to equate them with what it takes to nurture a submissive or nurture a DS relationship, uh, those are two completely different things. And only only time and patience and uh, a certain level of wisdom going into it is going to give you any kind of mastery when it comes to dealing with a submissive because you're dealing with another human being and an, a human a human being who is putting themselves in a vulnerable state by giving over their power to you. So I know that you and I talked before the show about how um, it might have sounded a little douchey for him to say submissives are all fragile. Yeah, that that definitely and, didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like you, inflections. You know, you, I gotta give people the 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 the, uh, the benefit of the doubt that that wasn't what they meant. But it did kind of come off that there was a statement in in the post where he's like, you know, because because submissives are actually very fragile people, and and I'm like that that's okay. That I don't know what you meant exactly by that, but that's absolutely not true. Anybody in a relationship or any type of interaction with another people can be fragile. I know a lot of fucking fragile dominance and believe me, my fucking framigo, fragile male ego, I made that word a long time ago. My framigo gets butt hurt often. So it's not just it's it's not just the submissive that's oh this frail little thing that needs cuz I don't want a broke ass fucking submissive anyway. Right. I want a strong, independent person that can grow past that. And I'll, I, you go ahead. And- but I think that that I think you hit the nail on the head that some that a lot of people will hear the word fragile and that is a taboo word. You don't use that in relation to anybody because it's an insult. We're all right. independent, strong people, and we stand on our own. And we're, well, at least we we, some we try and be, or we pretend yeah. to be. <laughs> There's a lot of fragile people out <laughs> yeah. there, Kathy. There well, really what are. I'm saying is that you <laughs> just have, not across the board for submissives. It, it's. Um, I, I think that he meant the state of being a submissive because I right. am a very independent woman and right. I can deal with my shit and I will ask for help as little as I can uh, unless I'm totally falling apart and then I'm like all hands on deck because I, I need help. But generally speaking, I take care of my own shit. Right. But I putting myself in a submissive state, I am incredibly vulnerable and that means I'm fragile. In that state of mind... I, I won't do it with just anybody. I won't do it unless I totally trust that you can take the reins. Right. But I I don't see it as a bad thing. I don't see the word fragile as a negative connotation in this sense, at least, because I don't know too many submissives. And again, uh, this is just my experience 
who just sail through it without any problems, and I don't care how natural you consider yourself a submissive to be, you're going to have issues with handing over. A power exchange is a difficult thing. It's a difficult on both ends, but you are naturally putting yourself in a very vulnerable place when you hand over your power to somebody else, and that makes you fragile. And so I, I didn't take issue with this at all, probably because I'm coming from... No, no, I understand that, but it, it, it didn't say after that that dominants are fragile, too, in their dynamic, because when I plan something and I put my time and effort and I think through this... And my submissives or bottoms or people I'm in control of reject that plan, then I'm fragile because now I'm, I'm putting forward this dominant energy and they're not following it and the plan in my head gets broken. So butthurt can happen. Now then, as I teach them and as I teach myself and as they teach me how to be a stronger, more independent person, those fragile moments are far less frequent. Because the idea is, I don't want a DS relationship with a codependent person. I don't want somebody who's fragile. I don't want somebody who can't get over their butt hurt and is so completely dependent on me that they can't take care of themselves emotionally. So my whole emphasis in a relationship is to build up my partners as they build me up and we all work together to be better people so that when those moments come up where there is a feeling and where there is vulnerability and that power exchange is challenged in that vulnerability, that we get over it quicker because we understand ultimately I can take care of myself and both my girls can take care of themselves. And that's what I want in a relationship. Um, yeah, I just was going to add about the, um, I think he was focusing on like the hard skills in, of kink where, you know, right. you talk about wielding a flogger or doing right. something and that's sort of the external sport version of kink. And so a lot of people look at that as like, oh, you have to do these, these sporty things in order to show your dominance and, you know, go and learn and mentor and whatnot. That's kind of like one aspect of kink. Some people don't, you don't need all that to have a DS dynamic or anything. And, and I think the one thing people tend to overlook is the trust and the building of that, that ability to have fragile moments and to have, um, you know, your male ego get wounded or your female ego get wounded, depending on whatever it is, or your ego, it doesn't matter, be gender, but, um, but also where you can be vulnerable, even if you're a strong submissive or you're a, you know, if you're particularly, you know, you've got some issues and you're having submission for whatever reason that brings you to it. Um, if you don't have that trust in the relationship, it doesn't matter if the person knows how to hit you with a vlogger or any of that stuff. Like, that's all irrelevant. So I think, um, you know, you go on K&P and you see all these pictures of people doing Don Lee acts or the, the shitty movies that <laughs> make you think that's right, what kink right. is all about. Um, and then you get hurt and seen because of something emotional hitting you. You know, it's because you don't realize these are these are entirely different skills. Those are more life skills that you may not have. And if your relationship building skills aren't there, you're not going to have a successful kink relationship anyway. Oh, <laughs> but I think you guys know that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's uh, for me, it, it I totally understood what he was, what he was talking sure. about. And, and I mean. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, you know how we had how uh, Creative Explorer and I had that scene slip sideways. Sure. And so this last w- weekend that we were together, uh, we were he, we were talking about how I could tell that he was being a little bit more careful, and he then was explaining what he was doing, and uh, we were getting on the same page and and realizing that after coming down from something like that, uh, the next time that you play, uh, you're you're very aware of what's happening and you're you're in the moment and you're you're 
watching it from the viewpoint of last time it slipped sideways, I really need to keep my eye on what's going sure. on this time. And, and he was saying, uh, I'm going to butcher his words because I can never remember exactly how he says this, but he was, he was talking about, and this is just, I, I got to tell you, this is just the way he sees it. It's not the same for every dominant, but he said something like, you know, primal is not the headspace or the domain of a of a dominant. You cannot be in a fully primal, emotional state of mind and take care of your submissive. Logic is the domain of a dominant because they have to be aware and they have to know what's going on and they have to be firing on all four cylinders and watching the scene and taking care of their submissive because that's what they've been charged with. And I realized that when in reading this post... The reverse of that, the submissive side, then I can fully understand what he means when he says submissives are fragile. Because in order for a dominant to take that much, have that much power, that submissive had to give up that much power. Sure. And it will. And I, I just don't see how anybody could do that and not feel vulnerable and fragile and and very very much in a space where um, the other person needs to be aware that your their words can hurt they're, if they're not nurturing you their lack of awareness of what you're going through so okay. so anyway it was a good post I liked it alright yeah it was a and uh, you know what uh, we kind of are. it's my fault for not having written a board no board there's no whiteboard <laughs> I blame Unger because <laughs> he leaves and everything unger, goes to unger, shit Unger 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 Fail Oh my God! So we we skipped over perverted. Uh, perverted? You mean this new segment? Grandma can't be lame and also kind of very scary. Let's fuck it up right now with perverted vocabulary. Perverted vocabulary. Where's your sheet, Kathy? <laughs> I thought that you that said grandma. It said grammar. grandma. Whatever. <laughs> it says grammar. Grandma can be lame. Grandma can be lame. God damn it. All right, so here's the thing. We actually, Kathy and I, started a video series uh, with uh, the uh, lovely modeling of Mark Mew. Um, you could just call her Mew, you know. No, no, no. It's good. <laughs> we have to do the ceremony and the whole avatar drums and, you know, we're going to, you know, I see you kind of thing. And uh, and then we'll do it. But for now, it's kind of like when John Cougar changed his name to John Cougar Mellencamp, and then it was John Mellencamp. You know, you had to go through a process. I want your old. I want to. Hey, fucking <laughs> lick a bag of balls. God damn it! Our younger audience is going who? What? Whatever. Who's He's, this Cougar dude? Who's this Cougar? Whatever. He 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 worked his audience so he could change his name. Fuck you. Okay. So, new segment, perverted vocabulary, kind of a take on kinky word of the day or word of the day that kind of was a little, mis- mis- didn't really go in the direction we wanted. So, we still like vocabulary words and we still like learning and getting smarter. Mark Mew and I um, do vocabulary now every single day. Um, she studies, she does all her studies and whatever, and part of improving her vocabulary is picking out the words she doesn't understand or doesn't understand really well. And then we sit every day, seven days a week. We do her vocabulary words, and it's been a fucking incredible, um, because I am a retard and I have horrible formal education, so it's great for me, and it's also a very bonding thing with us that I'm actually helping study with the Brainiac. The Brainiac. <laughs> so, so we said, hey, let's do perverted vocabulary to where understanding the word is like putting it in a sentence. 
you know, the more you put it in a sentence. And and it's going to be much quicker. I'm just giving you the explanation yeah. of the bit. Ne- next time. But when you ask quicker. a pervert to give you a, a de- definition, a sentence. then you're going to get <laughs> a little more crazy of a sentence. So we put out the word to our audience ahead of time. And then they write their fucked up correct sentences. Proper but improper. Proper but improper sentences. And then uh, we give the, we read those sentences uh, on the show, and we shoot a video before the show to put up on you know YouTube, Vimeo, and stuff like that. Kathy, what is our word of the week? Our word of the week is nebulous. Nebulous. That's nebulous. Nebul like a nebula. Yes, very much like a nebula. It's an adjective, uh, which in relation to like let's say a concept or an idea can mean unclear, vague, or ill-defined, but also in relationship to like a physical thing, you could, you could describe it as being cloudy or hazy. Cloudy or hazy. Yeah. So okay. Nebulous. Like nebulous clouds and stuff like that. Exactly. They're sporadic. Look at that. Look at that. See, look at ah, I'm telling look you, at you get the vocabulary smarter. with Mark Mew is, is very well. <laughs> so we have a bunch. Okay, so I wrote one first, so here's my first one. So now- Your proper but uh, improper. My proper but improper. After his meth and alcohol binge- Sam's recollection of hunting and eating the neighbor's cat was nebulous at best. Oi. That's so remember, improper. Remember, these are supposed to be yeah, really, really fucked up. Yes. <laughs> Go, Kathy. All right. So, Quirky It, uh, one of our listeners uh, wrote in and said, It was nebulous if his cock actually penetrated me. Oh, that's a burn. <laughs> Is it there? We don't I have don't a burn. So we don't have a burn sound. I'm just going <laughs> to, just like an awkward. <laughs> that was horrible. It should have been <laughs> I, I was so that sad. Was bad. Get an extension. <laughs> okay, so good old Lazarus touch. Here's, you want to hear Lazarus's? Yeah. Lazarus is such a fucking psycho that he writes like an 18 paragraph fucking sentence. <laughs> And I'm like, bro, 25 words or less. Bro, 25 (laughs) words or less. Bro, bro, 25 words or less. Don't interrupt my ejaculation. Bro. So finally he's all, fine, here it is, 25 words. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Lazarus. The cannibal's wife chopped off her, her husband's cock as he cuffed. Oh, I'm sorry. Start over. The cannibal's wife chopped off her husband's cock as he fucked the corpse she was preparing for dinner, exhibiting a rather nebulous morality. Plus dessert. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) last. I guess he had 23 and had to add plus Plus dessert dessert to make the the 25. 25, Oh, my gosh. Okay, go. Akitan wrote in, and this is how Akitan used it. This was, uh, I'm crossing my legs. Why? Just, I'm just not going to go. That was a nebulous alibi, she snapped, holding the knife white hot with heat against the tip of his cock. Now try again. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't cringe. <laughs> Don't harm Elmo! I can't believe you Don't harm my cock little Elmo. Elmo. I just did for today. No, that's sticking, man. It's that's just, Elmo no. from now on. Leave Elmo alone. Elmo! <laughs> <laughs> Leave drippy, flaccid Elmo alone. <laughs> Alan Swan, our final one. Alan Swan wrote, Once I had fucked her father, her mother, her aunt, and her gardener, our wedding plans were to say, let's say, nebulous. <laughs> oh. Oi! We have some fucked up listeners, I think. That's that's it. I don't know what the board is, so I'm supposed to press the button, the tempo. You, you, I don't know what's next. Ask the chat. 
Is it ask the? Ch- yeah, I won't forget the board. The show's <laughs> getting weird. We need a new direction. So let's have hunger ask the chat room a question. <laughs> Not here. Not here. Not here. Not here. You're not making sticks feel very good, you know. Sticks? <laughs> yes, Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> not even close, but a good attempt. Yes. Good, good attempt. So what's going on in the chat room? What was the question you asked him? Well, our uh, question for the chat tonight uh, is, uh, have you ever been caught in the act of having sex or kink or just in public? <laughs> just in public, casually. <laughs> like, there I was at a bus stop. There was something wrong in public. And I got caught. Uh, got a couple of good ones. <clears throat> uh, first one, uh, one uh, female uh, gave a blowjob on the 405 on their way home. <gasps> dangerous. Pretty dangerous. That is, uh, man. Daring. Did she get caught? Uh, didn't specify. Well, th- that's. Well, you gotta uh, get caught. Yeah, they gotta get caught. That's right. Fail. Now stop it. You're gonna overdo it. I'm just putting pressure on sticks. No, poor sticks. Go ahead, <laughs> anyway, sticks. Okay. Uh, so, so another person uh, hasn't gotten caught, but has had a lot of public sex, so just been very careful. Uh, yeah, one was caught. caught giving a blowjob in the back seat on the drive home. Good. And then there was a, the the last good one was a a female was almost caught. Uh, the fiance had very dark tints on their windows, and mid blowjob, a cop pulled up beside them. <gasps> but before he got a good look, they they quickly covered up and pretended they were fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and they both went to jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Anybody anybody in the audience? Anyone in yeah, the room? I got I've been caught bunches of times. Yeah, get up there. Get up there, microphone. I was the one in the back seat. (laughs) Uh, Oh, really? That was yours. Oh, look. I guess that's her her dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Look at her face all red. Oh, that's uh, (laughs) it. Well, I have been caught multiple times living outside. uh, You tend to get caught a lot having sex in your vehicle Um, because I used to live in those vehicles for years and years and years, motorhomes and VW buses and stuff. And being caught by the cops, yes, indeed, in uh, Griffith Park. I remember I had one of my, like, grandmother's 1980 bright yellow Oldsmobile sedan and I had this chick, and we were just bouncing grandma's car, motherfucker. I look up, I see a trooper hat. And trooper hat's what troopers wear. Troopers are law enforcement. And it's like, whoop. And he's standing there, and he looks down. And it was great, because it came out of his mouth, and then he caught himself. So he's like, so shh. She freaks. She's like, ah, grabs her clothes. She's just like in a pile. There's no way you're going to cover. You're just there. And I'm just like, whatever. I was in a punk band. I didn't give a fuck. I just sat there with my legs spread open. I'm all, hey. And he's like, so what do you guys do? <laughs> okay, I know what you're doing in here, but you can't You can't do that <laughs> here. You have to stop. Oh, and so You uh, have no shame. So I was actually pretty proud of that moment. Mm. Yes. 
<laughs> I, I feel like I'm interrupting. <laughs> I'm like, I, I was uh, caught in uh, public active dominance. Um, so the uh, my dom had me uh, walking down the street and was um, had me on bathroom restrictions. So I had to ask permission to go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I asked if I could use the bathroom, please. And he said yes, and I did. And he shoved me in there with him. <laughs> and so the two of us were in the bathroom while he's watching me go. Right. And, you know, there were knocks at the door. <laughs> hey, you can't be in here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can't have two at a time. <laughs> you know, so. yeah. That was the, that yeah. was very clever because yeah. I would have been like, you can't fuck, though. Yeah, that was a very One rational, time, there was a very rational, you can't have two at a time. I would have never been like, that's, oh, bravo. Ah, <sighs> Bravo. So uh, I can't see. You have to call it out. Kinky World News. Is it Kinky World News? Yeah, it is. Kinky World News. It's very Logan's run. (laughs) Now who's old, bitch? (laughs) People are going to be on YouTube. What the fuck is a Logan's run? Oh, watch it, man. It was amazing. (laughs) That's what it was. See Farrah Fawcett's boobs. Eight foot nipples, he has. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So our computer just conked out as I was printing my second sheet of notes, which had all kinky world news shit on it. So I'm going to be winging this one. Um, Our good friends at Lilo. Remember Lilo? Lilo? Good old Lilo. Yes. Who sent us the hex condom and the Siri 2 that we're now promoting and has had 255 thousand views well of course mark mew dancing around that's right and uh, they should send us some more toys hey lilo (laughs) hey ours our review was the most viewed i think there was one other review that was bigger so i think it's time that we review some more lilo toys they may not want to because apparently their warehouse in las (laughs) vegas was broken into (laughs) oh i read somebody stole thousands of lilo the hex condoms the hex tons of their best-selling vibrators and some oh. anal beads and this is the thing they have them caught on cameras these two dudes who they <laughs> cut, snuck in through the back gate and then they later come back in the same day for more, more by ramming their rental car into the loading dock gate to break it down and run in and so grab we can get more, more rubbers shit. yeah <laughs> that's and, that's obsessive oh my god and here's what i loved is that the the president of lilo said something like well you know they clearly they were they knew what they were looking for uh, we're currently working with the uh, las vegas pd to find out whereas at this point we're just happy if they use the condoms themselves <laughs> 30,000. I mean, I like to fuck. Hey. <laughs> 30,000 is a bit adventurous. Oh, my God. It's a little setting your standards high. Was yeah. it, you said there was another Kinky World News? Or was yes, that there was. The um, Nachschuten Festival. Oh, that's right. That was. In Munich, Germany. Which how, do you, how do you pronounce that? Nachschuten. Nachschuten. Which I guess stands Not, for Night Shadows. Ooh. It, yes, yeah. It's very cool. It's a. It's a. BDSM friendly uh, film festival that seeks to promote uh, healthy and positive kink and BDSM and, and right. alternative lifestyle stuff, and so uh, they they screened they screen. two of your videos, Boogie. Thank you. They did. <laughs> they screened uh, how to do a spanking. Is the, that, the one? that I did with Mew. Yeah, Mew and Mark. the FetLife song video that you did. That's with, right. with Crazy Younger in his mask. Yes, his the bunny, bunny mask. mask holding abyss and wrapped in. That was oh, a crazy yeah, video. That was. And he sent uh, the letter this morning, which of course anyone. I have to say it every now and again. Any videos that I have online, any of the Count Boogie videos, any of the perverted podcast videos, share. Please 
fucking share them send them tag people and whatever yeah, the hell you nice. do he, he called and he Please. emailed and asked for permission ask people ask permission i just got asked another uh permission to use it and it's like please we make these things uh, you can see by the fucking quality obviously it's not a professional we're not losing money by you, you know, yeah. somehow, you know, sending it out. So please, by all means, share everything that we do. So it was um, on June fifteenth, and, and he wrote us. Yeah, and he wrote back, and he said, "Hey," <laughs> like he was surprised, like I was surprised. He saw they really liked it. You know, he said, "In the, you know, I played the, especially the Fet Life song because the the spanking video is basically a very cut and dry instructional. You know, uh, not meant to be, you know, super glamorous. You know, because we don't want to just offer guys jack off." You know, fodder. So Mark Mew just laid very still, and and it was just very instructional. But the Fet Life video is pretty obnoxious, with pop tart sluts oh, and yeah. fucking you know, you know, sausage and gourd pee hole fuckings and. It's a pretty also, weird yeah, video. <clears throat> it's a weird video. It's on YouTube, Fet Life song, and uh, and apparently the people really liked it, and they clapped and they laughed at the right spots, and they they thought it was really funny, and they told them that it was you know they really yeah, enjoyed it. That's good. So he screened us twice, and so. Bravo, we're, you know, now some more of our German uh, friends and fans are out there. Hopefully get a chance. And he promoted the podcast. That's all I ask. Yeah. And hey, we're looking to do more of this kinky world news. So if you're listening and you saw any stories or anything you think that might be good that talks about kink or sex or anything, whether positive or not, just uh, drop us a line at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. Are you ready for this next bit? I'm so ready. Everyone everyone in the audience is like, I have no idea. What the hell's going on? Because we don't know what the hell's going on. This is the beginning of the new generation of perverted podcast where I said we were going to start Skyping in people from far away and interviewing, not interviewing them per se about their book or whatever, but this is their thing, their topic or whatever, and then kind of doing like a Fet Life segment like we do, but with them where they talk about their thing. And so, uh, we started this segment, and of course, our first person on the uh, on the segment, of course, the most prolific writer on uh, Fet Life, would be the Ferret. So let's just get in and uh, hear from Ferret. On a kinky magic carpet that's stained with sex, we bring you perverts from afar. Well, here we are, perverted podcast listeners. We are now attempting this. Skype interview from thousands of miles away people thing. And of course, the first person we thought of when we wanted to try doing these Skype interviews, of course, was the most prolific writer on FetLife and the most used writer that we use here on Perverted Podcast. And that would be The Ferret. Hello, Hello Ferret. Hi, how you doing? I'm just excited that this fucking thing works. I know technology is amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I am so caveman, but we're we're making it work. You're talking through Skype. You're probably, I would assume, a couple thousand miles away from Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm all the way over in Ohio, so we're even on different time zones. Oh my gosh, this is like I'm really excited here. Yeah, no, it's it's super cool. I mean, I love one of the things that I love because you know, basically, I'm an introvert. Uh, I try not to leave the house because I hate sunlight and people. Um, and on the, you know, basically being able to connect into other people and talk to them without actually having to be in the same room with them is wonderful for me. It's like total win-win-win situation. That's why we do the podcast, Ferret. Exactly. It's brilliant. <laughs> We're all shut-in perverts. Uh, you have a post that I wanted to to kind of break this in and talk about because it was a great post. Uh, I don't know how long ago you wrote it, but 
It's a great post. It's called You Don't Have to Break Up with Them, One of the Hardest Decisions in Polyamory. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a really, I, it was a long post. Uh, we'll get everyone the link to it on pervertedpodcast.com or pervertedpodcast uh, on our FetLife group. Uh, but let me see if I can give a generalization and, and then obviously correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, sure. What I, the general uh, concept of this post was the post deals with a situation that someone you were in a committed relationship with in your polyamorous dynamic started to kind of get too busy uh, to have regular interaction with you. And over time, that obviously started to affect you a little emotionally and you kind of had to have the should I stay, should I go or should I mentally downgrade them in this relationship kind of in my mind? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I mean, basically, uh, to give the dynamic, and it's one of the things that people really responded positively to, um, I look at it as I have basically two different kinds of relationships. I have what I would consider to be my normal relationships where most of mine are long distance, but we still make plans to see see each other. Okay. Like for example, I have a you know I have a girlfriend uh, who lives uh, out in Detroit, and about every six weeks we say, okay, when's the next time we're getting together? Right. And then I and then I have a bunch of partners who the term is not mine, but I call them comets, because basically, if we're in town at the same time, we see each other. If not, we text each other like a couple times a week and catch up, but we don't actually make any plans to see each other. Like for example, I'm dating a girl out in uh, San Francisco. And I saw her, you know, last year. And before that, it had been three years before I saw her. But we still have a fulfilling relationship. It's just that we don't really make effort to get together. If we happen to be in the same room, we pick up effortlessly and it's wonderful. But we're not going out of our way to schedule plane flights or make sure we're at the same convention or anything. If you are monogamous and your partner is not giving you enough sex or is not giving you enough emotional intimacy or giving you anything, like, you've got a one-stop shop for that. Like, you've got to basically make sure you get all of that from one partner. So if your partner is not close enough to you, it's a reasonable thing to break up with them and, you know, go elsewhere looking for another monogamous partner who you can find emotionally fulfilling. Sure. Uh, But in polyamory, like, you know, with this person I had, it was still a good relationship, it's just that we live three and a half hours away from each other. Uh, she was working like 80-hour weeks. Uh, it was hard getting together. And I'm like, okay, should I keep really trying to throw myself against the wall only to get locked out by scheduling again? Or should I just think of her as a comet instead of like a core partner? Like I, I kind of am a little more emotionally detached uh, in my relationships. I mean, I'm committed. I'm, I'm definitely – there's definitely love, the action there. Um, but it's a little easier for me to kind of detach emotionally. So you're saying for you when you're in, in these types of relationships that where the person sits in your mind actually is, is very important. So this actually has to be a decision that you make in your mind that you're going to see somebody differently. Yeah, I mean, and I think everybody has sort of expectations they set, whether they realize they're setting expectations or not. Sure. And a lot of the times what will happen in relationships, some of the core problems are are that you had an expectation that this person could provide something, and it turns out they actually can't. Um, And that's not, you know, sometimes that can be sex, but more often it's something emotional, like, you know, I have a severe depression. Uh, that I've been fighting with all my life. Sometimes I will withdraw for a week or two, and when that happens, I can't talk to certain people because certain people are just not really equipped to handle somebody who is depressive. 
they react in all the wrong ways. Like they're like, oh my God, should I call the hospital? Should I panic? It's like, no, I get this depressed all the time. You just kind of need to be able to be cool with that. And if I was dating somebody monogamously, if they couldn't handle my depression, that would be a deal breaker. But if I'm dating some, you know, a couple of people, I can say, okay, I love this person, but they can't handle this aspect of me. That's just something I kind of have to set aside emotionally. Is the rest still worth sticking around for? See, and now that's something I definitely relate to because actually Mark from the show and I are in a relationship. We've been in a relationship for two and a half coming on three years and we didn't have sex uh, intercourse for five months which obviously for someone who's hypersexual uh, like me is very very important to me and it's something that I said I will never be without in a relationship uh, not that it's bad towards the person if they want to wait or they are not into it you know that's that's their their choice that's fine but for me I wouldn't do that but because I was in currently in a relationship also with Abyss, who we were having lots of nasty, wild, hot sex, it really did give me the ability to pause back and say, hey, I really enjoy this person mentally, dynamically, and play-wise, we would play and do things. But she's not ready to have sex or is not interested in having sex. So... I was able to be a lot more in my mind patient with that and that mm-hmm. and by doing so that actually helped her get through her discomforts and past programmings and then eventually it made it got us to where we developed an actual relationship and now we fuck 800,000 times a day. God that first time must have been so fucking great for you. <laughs> it it was uh it was pretty magical. Uh it's kind of a benefit that people who understand or have been in these types of polyamorous relationships, I can't explain what the conflict would be like. I just wouldn't go back to it because I've been in relationships that were monogamous and, and it's kind of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm stuck. This mm-hmm. person doesn't do this or that or, or meet these needs that are really important to me. So obviously in a relationship, you say this in monogamous relationships a lot. Well, you compromise a lot Mm -hmm. in a monogamous relationship relationships are about compromise and even though that's true to a certain extent why do we have to suffer as humans and be martyrs when we can enjoy these things with other people and thus not have to pressure someone to be something that they're not for us yeah and for me it's not even suffering it's understanding that certain relationships will collapse if you put the wrong pressures on them. Yeah, like, to give you an example, I've been dating uh, one of my girlfriends for over nine years now, uh, which is really incredible to me. I mean, like, that's a long, long time. And we get together, like I said, about every six weeks. And when we get together, there is at least one moment in every weekend where we curl up in each other's arms and we look at each other lovingly and we say, if I had to live with you, I would freaking kill you. <laughs> and so I true. look in her eyes and I go... And go, I would murder you in your sleep. And we we were happy with that because we are not the kind of people who can live together. Uh, We have conflicting neuroses. But because we don't have to be on the monogamy train of, you know, you start dating, you start getting intimate, you move in together, you get married, you die together in a coffin. Hopefully, you know, not actually smothered in a coffin. At the same time. Well, I mean, that's a kink. Yeah, well, that is a kink. But, you know. Um, But, you know, I mean, basically... 
Poly allows you to find your own level of relationships, and you don't have to necessarily go with that. And sometimes that involves basically adjusting your expectations so to realize what the person can't provide and figure out whether you're okay with living with that. Now, that said, you have to be careful for two reasons on that one, which is one, you have to be really careful that you're not using this as a method of avoiding or punishing somebody. Right. Like, if you're going to downgrade a relationship, and perhaps downgrade is a bad word, but, you know, transition might be a better word. Um, but if you're going to transition to something that you would consider less intimate, you, you can't use that as like, well, you know, we're going to have this less good thing because you're not good enough for me and and beat the crap out of them for that. Because you've got to be okay with literally saying, all right, this person doesn't have that. That's nothing wrong with them. It's just a need I have fulfilled that I can't get met here. Right. And you can't go around um, using the the downgrading or the uh, adjustment as an excuse not to talk about anything. If you're doing it for something that you've never even complained about to your partner, then basically you're just doing the old Jewish stereotypical mother thing of, I'll just sit in the dark, don't bother me, you know. <laughs> yes, I was raised with it. Well, mm-hmm. this, is, this is a, this is, I mean, geez, we could talk about this for a million years. Uh but it's it's just fantastic to explore these types of relationships and to understand that you get options that can later lead to greater intimacy with a person. Like if that time goes by and then all of a sudden they get through their thing where they couldn't uh, be that certain thing for you. And then like in the example of Mark and my's relationship, it actually blossomed into a, an incredible relationship. Yeah. So or this, in the case of the one that I started out with, you know, it's like, uh, they're no longer, you know, somebody I schedule things with, but our schedules line up around every, you know, nine to 10 months. We get together. We have a great weekend. It's beautiful. And it's something I would not have had had I been like, OK, I'm clinging to my initial desires for this relationship and I'm not going to let it evolve. Absolutely. This is great. Ferret, mm-hmm. we're going to uh, turn it over now to the uh, the rest of the show to see if they have some thoughts. This has been uh, an incredible conversation and a great virgin flight of our uh, of our interviews from afar. Uh, if people need to get a hold of you or want to check out all of your amazing writings, where would they go? Um, I can be found on theferret.com. That's two R's, two T's. Uh, I'm also all over FetLife. Like you said, I'm kind of the glitter of FetLife. I tend to show up in your feed whether you actually wanted me there or not. Sorry about that. <laughs> you know. Um, and yes, uh, just to plug randomly, I have several books available, fiction books. If you'd like to buy them, I'm Ferret Steinmetz. Look me up on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. Plug. Plug. Yeah, you get them here, man. <laughs> we want to pimp your shit. Thank Ferret, you. thank you so much for uh, doing this, and uh, we're going to throw it back to the show now. Excellent. And then after I play the segment, we're all going to... You know, we're all going to pretend like, ah, okay, you ready? All right, you ready? Three, two, one. Ah! Oh, it's so good. That was great. No. Good old ferret. Yeah. No. Well, because we're not going to play it here because we don't really have a playback system, so all of our fucking audience is going to stare at us. So I'm just going to add the thing in later. Wow, we're so professional. But it, uh, no, we're not. You just heard. You just heard that. I was so. It was seven in the morning, and I had emailed. He's, I emailed. He's, he's in Ohio. Yeah. I emailed him the day before. Hey, give me a time that you're going to do it. You know, but I'm ready whenever you are. 
And so he called at seven in the morning, and Mark Muse, like, you know, and I are drooling on each other, you know, asleep. <laughs> and the phone rings, and I get up, and he's like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, ah, shit, give me 30 minutes. And so I was the worst bumbling interviewer no, ever. I, I don't know what you were listening to, but I didn't think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't see me edit out my 18, I'm asleep, um, 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 not knowing. But it was a great time to talk to him and it was the first time we heard from him so now obviously they'll be a little shorter in the future yeah um, you guys but, talked about his post yes it was a great post what was it called it was i don't fucking know you just heard well i'm telling you the computer died on me i couldn't print all my well notes. do you have some thoughts about this i do first of all i love ferret and i'm very jealous that you got to interview him because he is one of my favorite favorite posters on fetlife and he's an amazing writer um but i think you have to change the name of the segment to shut in perverts because <laughs> I think that's what it's he said. Tr- it is true. He, we are shut ins, so yeah, this is. He described himself as an ex- introvert, and he's like, "No, this is great. Anything where I don't have to leave the house." That's why we bonded. <laughs> I was thinking that you guys are both. I don't want to leave. Um, I I loved the post because it it talks about and and his interview actually. Uh, expounded on that more that he talks about the difficulty of downgrading a relationship and he doesn't like he didn't like that word um, because it, it is very negative but unfortunately that's something that you have to do and actually is the great thing about about polyamory um, I, I loved it when he, he talked about monogamy it's 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 like a one-stop shop because uh, you have to compromise and you you have to make do with what you have versus polyamory you're you're with somebody maybe this part of the dynamic works and that part doesn't and you only see each other once every few weeks or once every few months and you find someone else who can meet your needs over here and this dynamic works better and you don't uh, have to do that kind of compromising because you're not tied down to it um but then there's the tough part when when you you meet somebody and you think it's going to work and you've made room for them in your life and it turns out for various reasons not working you're still going to be in a relationship but you've got to downgrade that relationship and now they're what did he call it a comet yeah a comet. like I think that's a great term very descriptive and uh, it, it's a tough thing to do he and his wife have a lot of experience with polyamory and. Uh, he's very uh, knowledgeable about it. He's one of the few people that I will almost always agree on everything he says. And I learn a lot from him because he's got a lot of wisdom behind what he says. And I thought the interview uh, was was great. Very so, good. Yeah. Final thought, paper doll. Um, I would say for, um, you know, the, the comet concept is definitely one. But I... I I, I am also fairly new to polyamory and, um, you know, but in research, I, I think I've, I've read a lot about it too. And uh, ferret's definitely one of the, the ones I read a lot. Um, I think if you come from the expectation that, you know, marriage is the one way to have a relationship, um, you do want to kind of default that you want to give enough of yourself to each person and carve out parts and make time for each of them. And if you're not doing it fully with each person, you're somehow failing at it. And um, I think a lot of that comes from the expectation of the way you label the relationships. Like, you know, if you want to draw it out as a hierarchy and that that's really hard and, um, and, and feeling like, if you do have stronger feelings or different feelings or, you know, rating the quality of your feelings and overanalyzing it until it's no longer fun, um, then yeah, it does suck. And I think like when you have a difficulty with a person, um, it, it does feel like you're failing at it and you should just, you know, stop and just, you know, not have relationships anymore. 
But um, I think one thing that's been good for me with Polly is I've, I've been married before. And um, now that I'm the any relationship I have now is not on a timeline of having a goal. Like I'm not on the relationship escalator of having kids and a family and whatever. Like that's not the reason I'm in relationships. The only reason I'm in it is because they're good for me. And um, that allows me a lot more freedom to evaluate the people I'm with and say like, does this person make me happy? And it doesn't have to be like, is this person responsible for my happiness? <laughs> and they're not, it's only, I have that control. So anyone that's in my life is just adding to it and adding joy to it. And it doesn't have to be like, well, in six months we should be at this point in our relationship. Like to me, it's irrelevant. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dating a couple of people now and it's not like, I have an expectation of where I need to be with them. It's just, you know, we'll see where it goes. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no point in, like, we're not looking at buying houses together. <laughs> you know, I, I have my own house. You know, everybody has their own living okay. situation. It's good, you know. So. All right, very good. Yeah. Very good. She's right, and he's right. I mean, he even said somewhere in the thing, uh, certain relationships will collapse if you put the wrong pressures on them. And I thought that is 100% true. That's why... I feel exactly the same way as him when he said to his, his friend, his, his one of his lovers, if we live together, I'd kill you in your sleep. Because I have friends, I have lovers, I have play partners that I feel the same way about. So, very great. Well, good segment. I can't yeah. wait to, to get to the next one. Uh, I'm in communications right now with John Baku from uh, FetLife. And, uh, and he's, so we're going to talk and see if we can get him on. And that would be... That is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to play in. If you are in Los Angeles area, drop on by and think, uh, consider becoming a member of their kinky family. Thank you, Sticks, for taking over for Unger. Thank Woo! you, Sticks. <laughs> and thank you to Paper Doll and Paper Doll's friend for being here. And I don't even know. Mark Mew? Mark Mew. Mark Mew. Thank you, Mark Woo! Mew. Woo! And that's it? Yeah. What? Was that what? Now? Yeah. Drop us a line on pervertedpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Visit our website, pervertedpodcast.com, where Boogie is going to be putting the, the video, new word of yeah, the day. Yeah, the new word of the day. You know, tell it, give us your proper but improper use of the next word of the day. And very good. And the song that we're going to be taking you out on is actually probably one of my favorite songs I've ever written and recorded. It's just a demo recording, but I have Mark Meadows, the amazing Mark Meadows, the bass cowboy who plays with Edgar Winters and Dweezil Zappa, and he's played with all sorts of fucking incredible people, actually sat in and blessed me with a little bass on this uh, little jam that I have. It's called cool. Dash of Salt. And here it is, and we will see you next week for show 108. Woo! These people make me feel Like a stranger in my own skin My awkward little style Always seems to fall so short When it comes to fitting in I'm a dead bug on the windshield of society Dash of salt, my God is craving something sweet. I'm the locust in your cornfield, and your misgut puzzle piece. I am cursed by individuality.